Welcome to this episode of the For the Kingdom, Not the Brand podcast. And, and in this episode, I want to share an article that I found from Reagan Rose um, in an article that he wrote for the Master Seminary blog. And he, and he is also the founder of the, um, I think it's a Christian blog. Uh, it's called Redeeming Productivity. And I know this article that I found from him has just been really, really, it's been very life-giving while at the same time very, very convicting. And and I think that for those who don't know, um, I used to be a psychology major, and I know that this this is a question that I've really struggled with for a very long time. How do we be optimistic in a biblical way? And I think that Reagan Rose in this article that he made for the blog, it has been so, it is very, very well said. And hopefully this article is also going to bless you, whoever is going to listen in. And the article is titled, Should I Be an Optimist? And the article begins, Optimists, you know the type. But for them, everything is always looking up. It will all work out and life is consistently rosy. Their joyful attitude can be an encouragement to other believers. Although for others, the optimist's perkiness can be downright grating. These are the pessimists. They are always waiting for the other shoe to drop, always looking for the rain in the cloud, and constantly expecting the worst. They might not call themselves pessimists, uh, and perhaps as realists. Life has brought them pain, and they expect more of the same in the future. They reason... They reason why be gullible uh, like the optimist and risk getting caught flat-footed by another calamity. Should Christians be optimists or pessimists? Is one more inherently spiritual than the other? I'm going to argue that Christians, of all people, ought to have the most positive outlook in life. The reason Christians should be positive is not that we are blissfully unaware of the pains of life, and yet in the midst of pain of confusion, we have a hope grounded in the promises of God. Scripture does not call us to be Pollyannas, illogically optimistic, able to overcome all adversity by virtue of our bubbly disposition and can-do attitudes. I used to work with a guy who was very thoughtful and reflective. If you asked him how he was, he would never simply answer fine. No, if you inquired about his day, you would have to wait out the long pause it took for him to, caref- to carefully consider his answer. When his... When his, when his response did come, it was oddly precise. And my favorite answer I got from him was when I asked how he was, and after his characteristic pause, he answered, I am reasonably happy. It sounded like something a robot would say. What he meant, of course, was that he was happy, but not over the moon excited. That's not what I mean by reasonably happy. Christians are to be reasonably happy, And yet by that I mean our happiness and joy are logically rooted in something. Christian joy has a foundation deeper than our mood or personality. Scripture grounds our happiness in the sure promises of God, such that our positive outlook has a reasonable basis. Paul writes to the believers in Rome, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to to those who are called according to His purpose. Romans chapter 8, verses 28. And we find in this promise and other passages like it an anchor for the anxious soul as well as a rebuke to evangelical eors. If if the sovereign hand which upholds the universe is weaving even the pains of your life together for your good, what is there what is there to, to really complain about? 
what reasonable basis do you have for grumbling about what reasonable basis do you have for grumbling about bad things uh about bad things coming in threes or rolling your eyes with a here we go again at every sight every slight inconvenience if you're a christian pessimism doesn't make you a realist pessimism makes you a questioner of god's character and another big thing is christian pessimism is an oxymoron since pessimism is an act of unbelief and and the promises for and the promises for believers go further than just this present life they stretch into eternity your best life is ahead of you sounds like something an optimist would say doesn't it pessimists tend to think things will only go from bad to worse and it is true that things may get worse before they get better john chapter 16 verse 33 yet for those who have put their trust in jesus christ things will ultimately get better much better listen to the apostle paul as he encourages the corinthians to not give up in the face of adversity therefore we do not lose heart but though our outer man is decaying yet our inner man is being renewed day by day for momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison while we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen for uh, for the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal second corinthians chapter 4 verses 16 through 18 as children of the king we have an inheritance waiting for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison and that treasure is kept in heaven safe from lost safe from loss or ruin matthew chapter 6 verse 19 it is imperishable undefiled and will not fade away first peter chapter 1 verse 4 all of those things could happen to your earthly possessions but in the ark of god's promises your heavenly destiny floats safely atop the waters of life's greatest floods so the christian must never lose heart even in the face of earthly loss though we feel the pain and weep with the brokenhearted we do not give in to cynicism and by the lord's strength we say with job though he slay me i will hope in him job chapter 13 verse 15 joyfully long suffering james says we are to consider it all joy when we face trials of any kind james chapter 1 verse 2 that's kind of that's the kind of statement the pessimist rolls his eyes at what a load of senseless positive thinking nonsense right sounds like the kind of empty platitude that mary poppins uh, that mary poppins would sing about we instinctively ask how can god expect me to be happy when i'm suffering and for the answer look no further than the promises of god see how james finishes that statement consider it all joy my brethren when you encounter various trials knowing that the testing in your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect result that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing james chapter 1 verses 2 to 4. we can rejoice in early trials because we know that the outcome will be to our spiritual benefit and the sovereign god of the universe hasn't simply slipped up when new trials come your way no uh, no uh, uh, by these trials he is he, he he is maturing you preparing you for eternity they are for your good and a stiff upper lip and a chipper spirit aren't enough to bolster the reality of families locked in their houses awaiting the unknown cheap platitudes won't produce deep joy for the trial ridden 
we need a stronger medicine. We need a firmer grounding. And God gives us grounds for joy in the face of trials with his promises. So we must not despair in the face of pain or even descend into bitterness. It is by the promises of God that Christians alone have the sure-rooted optimism that enables them to face the deepest disappointment and the most profound pain with genuine joy. Are you a believer possessing an eternal hope, yet finding that you can't get through the day without complaining about something, assuming the worst, or expecting disaster? It's time to check what you really believe. Do you trust in His promises? You should. They are not empty. God has not given us the platitudes of worldly of worldly optimists. He has given us firm handholds for hope in his precious and magnificent promises. And that should make us the most firmly optimistic people, no matter the storm. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of the For the Kingdom, Not the Brand podcast. As per usual, I will link the article in the overall description of the episode, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.